Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today, I'm hanging out with Emily Kylo of the Cool Mom 101 podcast. Oh my God, you're actually, I think, my first like podcast fellow podcast guest, like podcaster in unison. So, welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. I'm super excited. Um, I really thrive off of finding like pod soul sisters and emily is one of them um and she's all the way in canada so welcome yes yeah so um me and emily connected on instagram i always like to throw a little you know background story i was like hey girl like who did your website like i love your website and we had been kind of mingling before like you know like engaging online but um emily referred me to the service um, that allowed me to finally launch the globeeffect.com. So thank you for that tip. Um, but really, we were able to connect as well, being moms and how we're not just regular moms, we're cool moms. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is a joke, because that's literally the tagline on my personal Instagram. <laughs> you have to come on the podcast. So without further ado, I'll give you the floor. Like, tell us about yourself. Who are you? And what do you do? And what does it mean to be a cool mom? Like, let's lay it all out there. Yes. And I love that little backstory. And also it made me, it made my brain turn because I was like, when did we actually connect though? I feel like it's been a long time of like following each other on social media. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we've definitely followed each other for a while, but then we just started like very actively engaging and then you know it was just a magnet yes it was exactly I feel like we are definitely like a good connection we got we got a vibe um so a little bit about me is I'm an entrepreneur so I have two businesses and I'm also a mom to Leo who is one and a half um yeah, one and a half. So he's a toddler. So he's like sprinting around everywhere. Like he only has one speed. Um, and that's sprinting. <laughs> so yep, that's where I'm at right now. And really for me, what a cool mom is, and I'm glad you asked this because I think some women get a little, and I've heard this kind of feedback is they almost get a little, um, worried that maybe they're not quote unquote cool. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure people understand that for me, a cool mom is really a mom who knows they are special and whole and complete outside of their role as a mom. Mm -hmm. To me, like that's a cool mom. So it's someone who is showing up for herself in this world. And of course, you know, for your kids, but I really, that's what I think a cool mom is. Someone who still puts themselves first Mm -hmm. and knows who they are. Love that. Um, I wanted to jump right in and ask you, you know, you said you had two businesses. Tell us about what inspired you to have two separate, like one is daunting enough, right? I was like, okay, <laughs> that up. How, what drew you to have two separate and like sticking through with it and like going full on? Great question. So for me, I'll just kind of give you a bit of an origin story mm-hmm. and I'll kind of, I think, answer your question along the way. So I started my first business, Cool Mom 101, as a 
podcast about a year ago. So I was around eight months into my maternity leave. Podcasting was something I had always wanted to get into. And the backstory on that is I was a um, failed blogger. Uh, as in, like I, hate the rest of us. <laughs> I, like, I don't like this, but I, I, I think there was something there. And for me, the best medium for myself is podcasting. I love interviewing people, getting those interesting stories and really connecting that way. So I definitely have found my, found my medium, but it started as a podcast and it was really a way for me to express my creativity connect with other women entrepreneurs who typically they're also moms, um, almost exclusively moms who are entrepreneurs. So it's really fascinating for me. I love hearing the stories and moms through all different stages, right? I've talked to moms who have teenage kids. And so that's a whole different game than what you're in with a five-year-old. Almost five, or is he five? Five on Sunday. Yep. Almost five. Oh my goodness. Um, or then you know, it's a different experience for me, who has a toddler. So, anyways, I love speaking to moms who are also entrepreneurs. So that was where Cool Mom One Hundred and One really started, mm. and I wanted a place where moms could be educated and it's like the cool moms you know it's like I just felt like there wasn't a lot out there that was like I said speaking to moms who also stayed true to themselves and were entrepreneurs and are doing all this cool shit like that's what I wanted to create so it started with the podcast and then gradually morphed into the addition of coaching so working with women Typically, working with women who are starting their business, so I have a lot of expertise in branding and marketing. So working with women and really working through any blocks you have and working on all the mindset stuff and giving you the tools to really be your most confident in all those main areas of your life. Yeah. So that's Cool Mom 101. And then my other business is Rosa Media Co. So I, like I mentioned, have been working in marketing and PR for about 10 years now. And this was always something I just knew I was going to do. It was just kind of a matter of time. And so as I, this actually ties into my kind of like motherhood story too. So as I was going to be coming back from maternity leave, I was like, I cannot go back to this corporate job. Make me go. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I was like, I can't. And it was just kind of like, it almost was like the flip of a switch of just like, nope, this is the time you wanted to do this forever. Now's the time. And so that was in January of this year, actually, I started that business. So here we are two businesses in. And the reason I've kept them separate is well, they're two very different things, first of all. Yeah. And for me, I'm always thinking about, from that branding perspective, like who are my audiences? Who am I talking to? So for the PR agency, it's not really the same audience as my Cool Mom 101 audience. So that's why it made complete sense for them to be separate. And I do like telling this story because I did think about like, should I do um, something like Cool Mom Media or something like that, that was kind of still underneath that umbrella, so to speak. And I decided that it just made sense to do two completely different brands and keep them separate. Because the other thing is my clients who I work with on the PR side, they're probably not going to work with me on the coaching side. Um, So the way that there's some crossover, so to speak, is that 
when you work with me on the coaching side, you get all of my PR and marketing knowledge, but it, you know what I mean? It's not like the same client is going to be working with me in both ways. So it just made sense to keep them separate. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it makes total sense. Um, and like, for example, like you, um, introduce like the coffee client that you have and that's completely like other wheelhouse from like what you do in your coaching. So it just made, it just made sense. Clearly everything was just divine intervention. Like it had to go down, but something that really stuck out to me was, you know, you saying like, and we've all been there moms, like we don't want to go back after maternity leave. Like why? <laughs> so, you know, dreading the return to our jobs. Can you walk us through, you know, what your experience shifting, um, through your maternity leave, and I actually wanted to throw this in there too, we had chatted about this, Canada and the U.S. have way different maternity leave practices, mm -hmm. so really talking about, you had a full, like, what, 18 months? Yeah, so, now with your baby? Yeah, I will start by saying that I find, and this is kind of what we talked about um, when we talked a couple weeks ago, I find some of the regulations in the U.S. to be borderline inhumane. Like mm -hmm. when women tell me they've had to go back to work after six weeks, I'm just, I just don't under, it doesn't even, I don't find it comprehensible. I'm like, that just doesn't seem like a humane thing to do, frankly. So that's what I'll start with. Now, in terms of maternity leave for me and my experience, I had a good experience in, in that way because I was able to take all the time I, I wanted. So from my corporate job, I told them I was going to be taking 18 months. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going back to work, but it was starting my own business, um, that PR business in January. Mm -hmm. So that would have been, I think I was at about mm, 14 or 15 months. So I had that full time to be with my son and don't get me wrong. There's, I still went through all the challenges and, you know, difficulties of being at home with a newborn. Yeah. It's like the first time I found that awful essentially most of the time. But once I started to get a, a little bit of a hang of it and was able to get a little more support that I needed, I think having that time was so crucial for us for a couple reasons. So for me and my son, it was a crucial bonding experience, I think. Mm -hmm. Even though it was really trying sometimes and like I probably cried more in that 14 months than the rest of my life combined. Um but would I have cried more had I been sitting at a job I hate? Probably. <laughs> right? So yeah. like you have like separation anxiety and like you're wondering, oh, what are they doing now? Like, oh, the, the, it's their nap time, you know? Yes, absolutely. So for me, I think I had a very different experience from a lot of women where I was like dying to work again. Like I was like, can I work now? Like I just really wanted to get my creative juices flowing. I'm the type of like a bit of a type A personality of like, let's go, I'm a go get it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit like itching to work again. Yeah. But I also think because I was allowed that time and space, that's what ended up happening is I was like beyond ready. By the time January hit, I was like, I had a new client. I had a new business. I was like, just ready to rock. But like I said, I do think there's a big part of that. And the part of the reason I was ready to rock was because I did have those, you know, 14, 15 months, uh, to ease in 
let's, that's like the way to look at it, to ease into motherhood because <laughs> yeah. it hits you like a ton of bricks. And I think being able to have a little bit of extra time was so, so crucial for me. Yeah. And then like, you think about like the first year of a baby's life, like once they're 12, like, you know, they are mobile. Like, I just think like when I went back to work, like my son was still like in his little bouncer, like couldn't even sit up, you know? So to think like, oh my gosh, like 18 months, like what is, they're walking by then, like they're out They're They're, um, what did you say? Your son does, um, sprints sprinting <laughs> oh. yeah I was saying to Elizabeth that like my son just has like that one speed right <laughs> just the one um oh. yeah exactly and I think they are so much more independent I mean he gets more and more independent all of our kids do yeah, every day their own sippy cup like that's life-changing okay guys like extra hand yeah and it's just oh. it really did it really was a good experience minus the tears and actually becoming a mother, but you know, <laughs> ah, I just like, I love that. I love that you were able to experience that. And that's a part of your story and your transition into motherhood. Uh, but I wanted to ask, you know, how has it been to become a mom and trying to stay in touch with your true self? You threw a little bit about that in the, in your intro, but kind of break it down for the listeners. You know, how are some ways that you stay in touch with, you know, your pre-mom or your true self and things that make you happy. Absolutely. And I think that's really the key is what you said at the end there, like staying true to things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. And I'm such a firm believer in following our passions mm -hmm. because they're there for a reason. You don't just become interested in something to let it kind of like fly by you. When you're interested in something and you have passions and curiosities even, I firmly believe you should follow them. You never know what's going to open up for you. So for me in the beginning, it was really hard. Like any mom, I was like, what the F has happened? Where has my life gone? My life is over. Is there a return policy on this kid? Because Chrissy, where's the receipt? <laughs> where's the receipt? <laughs> um, like, so I had all these big you know, emotions that I think a lot of women go through. Like I remember texting my sister, like beside myself in tears being like, I regret this. Like yeah. I feel full on regret. Yeah. And it's just a very weird feeling. Mm -hmm. If anyone else has felt it, it's, I hear a lot from women when you do finally open up about it, but it's weird because it's such a blessing and you love your kid. But I felt regret. I was like, did I, why did I do this? Like, um, so that was the beginning. Yeah. And so at the beginning when I'm feeling those types of feelings, of course I, I, I don't even, I'm not even in touch with my true self. Like, I don't even know who she is. Like right now I'm some sleep deprived, like person who is just attached to this new little human that in the beginning doesn't really do a whole lot. <laughs> There's yeah. no feedback from the kid really, right? You're like, am I doing a good job? I don't know. So you go from that where you just don't even, you just do lose yourself in that way. And I think if you're not careful, you can continue on like that. Yeah. And you can just get so wrapped up in your children that you forget about who you are as a person. Like, who is Emily? Like, like you said, what is she interested in? What are her passions? What does she care about? So for me, it was really important after I went through that first phase of being like, what the F happened? Once I started to get through that a bit, I really made sure to 
stick to the things and the people that brought out the best in me. So I, you know, once I was able to work out again, I went back to my workouts. They looked different in the beginning. Let me preface, because I do not like the idea of bounce back and you should do all the things you did right away. Like, no, your body takes years, years, plural, to even restore the minerals that were lost. I just want my minerals back. Emily, like, okay. don't started. Yes. <laughs> I just no, want my minerals it's... back. <laughs> totally fair. We all do, okay? And they will come back eventually. But, you know, it takes time. So my workouts look different, but I, that was always a part of my life before. And I made sure I got back into it. The other big thing for me is my friendships. Like, and my those relationships. So I was, like, very very like I found it very imperative to continue hanging out with my girlfriends like your girlfriends are gold and I just I didn't stop hanging out with them I still made that time where I could did it look different in the beginning yes because I couldn't go out all night and then you know try and breastfeed your kid through the night and then whatever it is like that's not really that's not gonna gonna fly but I still made sure that I hung out with them and then I really made sure I stuck to and like got a good handle on my rituals and routines as soon as I could again so making sure I was doing those things that filled me up before my day started or during the middle of the day if your kids like waking up at night still whenever you can kind of get it in uh, I would make sure I still did that too love that um well, out of curiosity, can you sprinkle a little of like, what is your morning ritual? <laughs> yes, it's quite a process. <laughs> um, so yeah, right now my ritual is that I do get up a little before Leo mm -hmm. and I will preface by saying, and this is important for the moms, like personally, I don't get up every single day before him. Mm -hmm. Most days I do, but I, for me, it's, I don't set an alarm at 5.30 a.m. I just naturally typically wake up, you know, 30, 40 minutes before him. Mm -hmm. So I typically get up before Leo and I will meditate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll do a certain meditation, whatever I'm kind of working on, it'll change. And I will do some tapping. So EFT tapping, that's one of my newer rituals that I'm just so in love with. And then I will do um, typically some journaling. So again, just depends what kind of zone I'm in, depends what I'll, what I'll go into my journal for. And then the last thing I typically do is have my lemon water. So I have like warm water with lemon to start my day. That is probably one thing that I just like want to commit to. Like, Elizabeth, can you just drink the dang lemon water? Like, yes, you can. And you will. I'm going to check on you. Can I ask you, do you, you just squeeze it every morning or do you like leave like your lemons pre-cut? Like, do you make a big batch? Like, give me some, like, please encourage yes. Great question because no, it's like, staring at me like this is not in the notes, girl. Like this was not in the no. notes. <laughs> I am always happy to go off script. So with my lemon water, I've been doing this for about five, six months now, like religiously. Um, so this was partly a tip from my acupuncturist, and not that it's like revolutionary, but we were just working on up leveling some things, and she's like, This is like the best way for you to start your morning. So I was like, Yes, I'm doing it. So I cut a le every morning, I cut a lemon and I use a whole half of a lemon, squeeze it in, 
and then I pour a little hot water and then a little cool water so that it's like drinkable (laughs) and then I'm good to go because like moms don't have I don't have time to wait around for the water to get like drinkable right so that's my process that seems to work well for me okay yeah I mean in the past like I've I've dabbled in it and I just like I know and I've heard so much about the benefits you know first thing in the morning and I'm just like I can't I can't even get it done like like why um and I've tried one time I made a big batch I added a little bit of cinnamon to it um but yeah I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna try that I'm gonna try to just commit to 30 days create that habit for myself. Thank you for inspiring me. Um, You're so welcome. Listening. Thank you for, for my breakthrough. <laughs> Thank you. For- yeah, this is what I'm here for girl. And I will say, yes. And another little tip on, on that, which sometimes works really well for people is when you go to change your whole routine, <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes it helps to just start small and keep adding things in. That's kind of what I did. So Maybe it's not that you start and do my entire routine that I just told you because it's a lot of shit. Yeah. But maybe you just do the lemon water. And then, you you know, once you got that under control, you're feeling good about that. You're doing it every day because it makes you feel good. Then add something else that also adds value. That's kind of a good tip for a lot of people. So it's not overwhelming. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. So to jump in a little bit, I wanted to ask you, so your Cool Mom 101 brand and coaching is really big on confidence building. So can you share one little mindset tip um, that can help the listeners take a step towards being more bold and confident? Absolutely. So yes, confidence is just something I'm so passionate about and I could talk about it all day long, um, but I won't. Um, (laughs) So the mindset with your confidence really is everything. And when you realize that you create your whole reality, like when you finally realize this, that you create everything, it's like you really can start to have some major, major shifts and talk about glow ups. Like that's when it gets really good. So one tip that I love that has really worked for me that I want to share with your listeners is, and this is related to confidence mindset. So we've all heard about mantras. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure your listeners are up on that. Um, one tip that I love is to try saying your mantras, looking at yourself in the mirror. Ah. So it might feel a little weird at first, um, but I find that it just, it opens up something when you actually can look at yourself and say something really nice, whatever the mantra is you're working with, and just look into your eyes and be like, yes, like, <laughs> yeah. you're looking at yourself, you're looking into your soul, because that's where the confidence comes from, right? It's actually not about, like, that my hair just got done last week, or that I had, like, a facial, or anything like that it's not. It actually has to come from way within. So I find looking at yourself, small little thing, and saying those mantras can really change it all. Love that. I gotta try that. But <laughs> try it. You know. weird, and then I was thinking, I was like, it is a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just preface it to know that, like, the first time you do it, it is going to feel a little bit weird for some people. And that's totally cool. Like <laughs> you going, you got to get to the breakthrough. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And if anyone ends up trying that, DM us, find us on socials, let us know how it went. So you're going to be bold and confident and lovely glowing on up. 
Yeah, girl. Uh, lastly, this is a kind of a fun little question. If you could give yourself a pep talk this time last year, what would you tell yourself? Oh, I love this one. So I think that I would just say, girl, <laughs> girl, <laughs> get out of your own damn way and just go for it. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? This is a bit of a mantra that I keep in the back of my mind now because we talked a little bit about where my businesses started from, but they're just two perfect examples of things that I'd thought about doing for literally years. Mm -hmm. So who knows what could be different right now if I had gone for it two years ago, you know, yeah. so just keep that in mind. Just, just go for it, go for it before you know everything. And I'm definitely really good at that now, but I think I used to get a little held up thinking, oh, but I don't have all the information. Like, I don't know exactly how to podcast. And I didn't. And I still went for it. Because once you're in the game, that's yeah. when you learn. And that's when you know more things, right? If you're just sitting on the sidelines still trying to like educate yourself, you're never going to get in the game and you're never yeah. going to get anywhere. <laughs> so, so true. Go for it, girl. I follow um, a podcaster and um, one of her, her like, I guess mantras or quotes or like her thing. She's actually writing a book is ready is a lie. And like, I, uh -huh. like, I, I just love saying that. I'm like, ready is a freaking lie. Screw this. Like, just go for it. And I can totally relate to you on the like jump ship on the podcast. Like it's going down. Like, and here we are one year strong. Do you know what else it relates to for both of us yeah. is motherhood because yeah. I was not ready. I mean, mine was a surprise. So I really wasn't ready. Um, but Honestly, there's no getting ready for motherhood, is there? Yeah. <laughs> so you just, just do it. <laughs> so true. Completely unexpected. Came out of left field and here we are. Mm -hmm. Doing all the things. So I always like to ask my guests on the show, how would you define a glow up and do you have a glow tip for the listeners? Ooh, yes. Okay. So a glow up to me is really any time that someone steps more into their authentic self mm. and more into their power. So whatever that looks like for them, that to me is a glow up. Cause you can see it you, when someone's like really being their self and really going after things that they desire, you can just see it. And that to me is the glow up. You're like, yeah, you look different, right? You look different. You're, you just yeah. are doing these things. So yeah, that's They're what radiating it is. That, that yes. Go get oh, Glow tip. Okay. This is my new favorite thing right now. <laughs> it is, for now. Yeah. For now. Uh, I'm always like learning new things. So, um, walking meditations. I was like, where have you been all my life? Um, and speaking about getting, getting into like that confidence, especially, and even thinking about, we talked a lot about getting down to who you are and your authentic self. And I find like the walking meditations are so money. So I would definitely recommend trying that. And yeah, let us know if you do. Cause I love, I love passing on that one because people definitely love it. So you don't have to sit there for like an hour on like a bolster yeah. going like, home. Oh, you don't need to do that to meditate. So I love the movement with the kind of mindset meditation. It is fire. Oh, I, yeah, I'm very intrigued. This like gems, love this, love <laughs> everything. All right. And this is a fun one. What is your favorite glow accessory? Something you absolutely cannot be without. Okay. So this was an interesting one because I was like, does she want a material thing? So I'll 
first I'll say my material thing things would be I'm really into this um exfoliator polish from Zoe skincare it's like oh it's so good it just like makes my skin feel the softest and I've gotten back into using my gua sha you know, like, yeah, and I feel like that's really helping. So anyway, those are like my material things. But as soon as I saw this question, though, my first thing was, it's like, it's my support system. So it's like all the people in my life. So I have like, my business coach, I have my assistant, I have a nutrition coach, too. I have a part time nanny, I have a cleaner, like all these people that are so supportive, and allow me to be who I am right now and do all these amazing things that I get to do. And I'm just so grateful for this like amazing group of people around me. So, yeah. And it sounds like they allow you to stay grounded because you think of the whole like octo mom who wants to do it all, but like we can't do it all and we need to be able to ask for help. Um, so they allow you to be great at what you're doing and pursuing your passion because you're able to ask for that help. So I love that. That was that was a great ending note. <laughs> so with that said, thank you so much for joining me. This was fantabulous. I'm so glad that you were able to join me. Um, and lastly, where can the um, listeners find you online? Oh, it was so much fun. Thanks again for having me. I'm just so grateful that we've been able to connect. And you're just such a gem. I just know we're like pals. If I could fly to the States, seriously, I would totally come say hi. I just don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do that again. But (laughs) ever open one day, if we open the border to the U.S., I'll be able to go and return home. Um, but, but find me online at, at cool.mom.101. And that's my podcast and coaching business. And then I'm at Rosa Media Co. for my PR consultancy. Amazing. So everyone go check out Emily, all the awesome things she's doing. And we'll chat soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect Podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up Effect.